Hello, I'm your host, Angelina Janis, and this is the CX Cast. Today, we have a full house. In fact, the house is so full that I temporarily kicked out Martin, my co-host, so that we could have a couple very interesting guests. A different co-host is temporarily joining me, Sue Doyle, who you may remember as a senior analyst on the CX team. Hey, Sue, how's it going? Hey, going good. And today, Sue's brought a couple guests for us. First, we have Jeff Harrison, who is Chief Design Officer at Blink, which is a global UX firm. Jeff, thank you for joining. Hello, glad to be here. And then we have Greg Patterson, who is Head of CX and Digital Transformation at Avangrid. Craig, thank you for joining. Thank you for inviting me. I'm going to actually hand this off to Sue because she's got all the right questions to ask Jeff and Craig about the CX function at Avangrid. Sue, can you take it away? Sure. Thanks, Angelina. I'm so glad that Greg and Jeff are with us today because when I first learned about how they organized around CX, I was intrigued by how they did it. First of all, Avangrid is a renewable energy company, but also has operating companies in the U.S. And as a regulated industry, you don't always find the same amount of creativity in CX. But Craig and Jeff have been able to put together a pretty flexible team to understand what customers want, to be able to design and test those solutions and deliver on those solutions because they have a company within a company. But before I talk about what Craig and Jeff have done, you should hear it in their own words. So let me start by asking um, a couple of questions. So Craig, how did this CX function at Avangrid come to be? You know, what was the origin story for this? Thank you, Sue. So firstly, Avangrid is part of the Iberdrola Group. We are a global family of renewable energy companies that operate across both deregulated and regulated energy markets and supply energy to nearly 100 million people in dozens of countries. Under the US brand Avangrid, we've got eight utility companies within regulated markets, meaning that if you move into a home in one of our territories across New York, Connecticut or Maine, we are the default energy provider who offer a standardised rate versus a deregulated market such as Texas or in Europe, where the customer is required to shop from the energy provider and choose a rate at the point of sign up. My origin before joining Avangrid was working in deregulated markets across you know, the US and, and Europe. And traditionally speaking, you know, regulated energy markets have been slower in the uptake to just evolving customers' needs. You know, no one really gets excited about calling up their energy provider, and that's because we as customers compare our experiences to not other energy companies, but whoever else is on our mobile phone, be it a telecoms company, banking company, insurance company, whoever. And the majority of these companies operate within deregulated markets. So they've really been forced to, you know, increase their customer experience offerings to evolve with those those changing customers' needs over time. Back to Avangrid, you know, we're a company that's extremely privileged to offer such critical services to many customers across the Northeast. And our leadership has really got a customer-first approach, you know, to how we operate as a business. So our team's really been born out of um, an ambition within our leadership team to move the needle when it comes to customer satisfaction. You know, how can we better evolve ourselves to offer products and services that you would expect from an Amazon or a, a T-Mobile or a Bank of America who have invested in digital and, and customer experience capabilities long before, you know, regulated markets and especially energy markets. I'm really excited about this journey that we've just started. You run CX and digital transformation. So the two functions were coupled, right, when you started this out? 
Yeah, so we thought, you know, it's great being a strategy team or department where you, you know, speak to customers, you analyse best practices, you look for benchmarks. But if you can't deliver and transform the business to align to those expectations and strategies, then it's, it's a bit of a waste. So we really look to consolidate the dreamers and the doers together. You know, the, the analogy that I most recently used at one of my team department meetings was really looking at, at Disney in the Imagineer team, where you've got people that their job on a daily basis is to bring the magic of Disney when it comes to experience to life for real customers in parks using mechanics, engineering, physics and things. The CX strategy piece plus transformation, both of those things really need to be together to really get the benefit. I can see that you know you were put in place to raise the scores, but it's more than just raising scores. You had to have other metrics associated with that. This is not just about feeling good. Right, this is about building the business. Yeah, and if you look at our industry specifically, regulated energy industries in the USA get measured when it comes to metrics really on two key indicators. In addition to safety and reliability and power quality and all those kind of things, it's really about how satisfied your customers and how efficient do you operate as your business because if you're running an efficient business, that cost then gets passed through to customers and customers' energy prices go up. So The program's been designed to move the needle on both those metrics, but as well aligning to some of the broader performance indicators that we look to, such as net promoter score, adoption of our digital products and services, power quality, reliability, proactive communications, all those things that are really important to customers in our industry. So once you had this mandate, how did you build this team? What did you do first? The first thing we really did was I evaluated the current capabilities of our business. So we looked at talent, technology, processes, products, and really the journeys that our customers engaged with us on through our business. After that evaluation, I really looked to bring in people that can help me on this journey, some core full-time employment talent to kind of form that nucleus of the CX and digital team. But also looked at our partner ecosystem. So what partners did we also have on our books working with us? And did we feel we needed to change that up and bring some new people in? And we absolutely felt we wanted to do that. The second area really was looking at the capabilities that we had. So the products and services that we offer to customers going through a, a moving home experience or if they experience a power outage. What communication channels do we have stood up? You know, What's the technology that supports those communication channels? Is our website any good? Do we have a mobile app? Do customers use the mobile app? Do they like using that mobile app? So really identifying where we had deficiencies or areas of improvement to kind of build from and developing a strategy from there. You have quite a few different functions under your roof, but some functions are people who report directly to you and some are more flexible. How did you build this flexible team? For me, I'm a firm believer that in order to be successful as a CX and digital transformation team, the nucleus of the team need to be people who live and breathe the good days and the bad days of large organisations on an ongoing basis. So I really had to kind of find those kind of full-time employees that had experience in other marketplaces. So again, if you look at deregulated energy or insurance or banking or travel, Customers have greater choice of who they pay their money to and they get their products and services from. So I really looked to try and identify people who'd worked in those competitive marketplaces as a start. But then, you know, looking out to working with Blink, recruitment is hard in CX and digital. It takes time. It's extremely competitive. 
we need to accelerate, you know, and amplify that, that talent by reaching out to experts like Blink. We've really tried to bring Blink in to be part of that core CX and digital team versus handing off a piece of work to a third-party agency that then kind of throws it back over the fence three months later. And so I think that model's been a, you know, one team, one dream of full-time employees as well as specialist support that we've got through Blink UX. Yeah, I think one of the things that Craig talked about early on when we were talking about this is the real understanding where they are as a business and looking for a true partnership, someone to help not only bring in great practitioners that can create great solutions, but also help you know drive some of these initiatives internally. And there's a few things that really stood out. Part of it is sort of establishing some credibility with bringing in some outside expertise with teams that have experience delivering you know, highly successful products in the utility industry that can be a little bit hard to think that way. But I think one of the things Craig talked about was our customers expect digital tools like they get from their bank or like they use at Amazon, right? So that becomes now the expectation that all the services that I engage with are going to have fantastic user experiences. And certainly there's lots of room for improvement there out of OnGrid. And so we're working on that. But then the other thing is sort of internal, right? So to help establish and evangelize user-centered design. One of the things we talked about was could Blink be a partner who could work with them to help drive this change through doing, help the whole team better understand customers, lead the way, but also just create energy. I guess that's a pun uh, inside the process, right? I think for this reason also, one of the things Craig talked about was we need really great people. And and I really worked on selecting you know, members of my team that were really dynamic and that I knew were great leaders, you know, that could really bring a lot of energy. And then I think for me as well, you know, I'm, I'm super passionate about this stuff and love companies that are trying to become more user and customer centered. So I've jumped in there as well to help and be a part of that process. Yeah, I think one of the things I was surprised, pleasantly surprised about is that your team isn't just jumping into design, strategy, influence, but you're also even managing journeys as need be, right? Managing work streams. Yeah, that's right. You know, we're bringing in processes for that. And obviously also great, talented strategists, designers, researchers who are confident in driving that. But one of the things when you think about the partnership, it's collaboration and we bring some of those solutions to the table, but we're also learning from the organization. You know, Craig, I remember the second month that we were working together, we made a pretty big pivot in how we were doing some of the work because you mentioned you thought we needed to bring in more quantitative data into sort of the way we were developing the strategies and the way that we were proving the solutions to the business. And so we made a pretty big pivot in how we approach that work and how we ended up doing it. I think the interesting thing as well, if you think about an energy company, we're not selling sneakers. You know, it's not like an e-commerce website where you can, you know, look at click-through rates and do optimization testing. It's about genuine transformation. Everyone in, in the world relies on energy of, of some sort to, to fulfill the needs of their lifestyle. But if you look at how that's then orchestrated in a large company like ourselves, it ranges from communication channels, call centers, websites, IVRs, workforce management teams, line crew, 
There's two ways you can look to approach customer experience. You can fix the website and the nice stuff in the front, which a lot of people do because it's the easier stuff. You know, you can get a couple of web developers and you can make the website more intuitive. Or you say, we're going to transform the experience end to end. And we absolutely went for the transforming the experience end to end. And when you look to bring in talent and establish a team, you need to bring in people that are not just curious and asking the right questions to try and change things. People that are robust and resilient because they're doing ride-alongs in the field with line crew workers during a storm, trying to understand how a, a line crew operator updates data in a PDA tablet to then better inform our customers when their power's going to come back on if they're experiencing an outage. You know, they're having to push through a lot of change management barriers and organisational silos and things. So it's very, very different to working in e-commerce. And with that brings a need for a specialist skill set. I love that. I'm going to add uh, Storm Chaser to my next CX job description. <laughs> so you've obviously got a lot done. How do you measure your success, whether you are, you know, hitting the goals that you want to hit? So when you try and transform a large business, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, Jeff touched on this a moment ago. You need to generate a lot of positive energy to move the needle across the business. And the way we've really started to do that is to identify quick wins, opportunities where we can take something like enrolling all of our customer base into proactive alerts. So if a customer experiences a power outage, you can send those customers now an SMS message that tells them we're aware that you're experiencing a power outage. We're sorry about that. Here's some services that can help you through that critical moment. This is what we're doing to fix it. And this is when your power's going to come back on. And those are just fundamental things that we've started to put in place across our business. We've really started to move the needle when it comes to positive sentiment and customer satisfaction during these real critical moments. And I think when you've identified quick wins such as that initiative it's then about being loud about it and proud and that's internally and externally externally it's about driving adoption to these new things it's about driving awareness to these new things as well as getting feedback from customers on how could we still do better how can we push it that wee bit further to help achieve your needs and then internally it's about you know bringing people into the fold so there's again there's different ways you can do transformation one of them is you do transformation to a team. You do transformation to a process. Jeff and I have spoken about this. You don't often get the success you anticipate from it because you end up in a world of endless change management and pushback and you don't get the adoption you need. But when you bring the people, the, the end users, the heroes that are in the field during unbelievable weather trying to restore power, when you bring those people into the project and allow those people to come up with the ideas and carry them through, that's when you start to see the metrics move. That's really been a key principle that Jeff and I have established as part of our programs. So being loud would be another success metric, as well as customer satisfaction, NPS, business efficiency, and driving adoption of, of these products and services across our customer base. One of the things that we're doing that I don't do in all of our projects is because we're bringing in so many people from around the business into the design process. One of the things Craig and I have talked about is making sure that people that are involved in that are 
hearing from the customers and understanding the customers. And so we've done some even workshop exercises, having them experience seeing the customers talk about the service, bringing research insights to them and having them create you know empathy maps or customer profiles so that they're really seeing and understanding the customer. And some of that's helpful for us too, but that could be work that we could do as a CX team on our own but to bring the organization in to really experience it, feel that, and come to sort of the same conclusions that we would is huge because it brings them along in an understanding. And I think employees really need to understand, you know, that everything that they do affects the customer in some way. You know, sometimes that's hard for them to see that what they're doing really affects the outcome. But like Craig was talking about, especially in a utility company, you know, success is getting the service value versus the cost to serve, get that balance right. You know, and so employees need to understand that everything that they're doing affects that. So I was going to ask you what's next. How do you keep the momentum going now that you've created what you have? It's really the start, sir. One of the things I mentioned earlier on really was about establishing the current baseline position. So where are we in relation to capabilities? What do our customers think of us? Where are we, you know, missing the mark and not achieving our customers' needs and expectations? And how overall can we start to prioritise all the things that we need to do and just start to get it done and evidence that value and generate that positive momentum? We're really a year into that journey. We've started to see a massive movement towards this program across the whole organisation, which is great. You know, it's one of these things when you start a new team, you're kind of looking for work to do. You're trying to knock on people's doors to say, please, can I get 30 minutes of your time so I can identify some problem statements? It goes from that to what it's gone to now. Everyone's knocking on our door and saying, please, can you help us fix these problems? And that's a really cool pivot to make, but we need to deliver now, really deliver on those strategies and roadmaps that we've established and continue to build momentum. I think the, the tipping point for me will be when design thinking, digital transformation, customer experience becomes an always-on, continuous improvement mode of operation and not within my team, within Avant Grid. So when a line crew man is resolving a power outage in the middle of a storm, and they pick up that PDA tablet to enter in the job details of what's been done and when it's going to get fixed, that they think about where that data is going next, they think about the impact that the customer is going to get when they receive that message from that line crew. When those areas of the business, which are so critically important, start to see the business through the lens of the customer, that's where we're going to get massive traction. We've got a way to go, but we're really excited. Jeff and I can build the best websites in the world, but when you get what sits below the surface in the iceberg, thinking about the customers day in and day out, applying real customer principles, that's the winner. I love the approach that you've taken. I know this is going to be very helpful for many of our CX pros that we work with who are starting a new organization or are figuring out what's next. So thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having us on. And thanks, Sue, for hosting. My pleasure. I could talk to Craig and Jeff all day. Well, it's funny that you say that because this was an awesome overview of all the great work you've been doing, but I'm sure the audience would be really curious to dive deeper into Avangrid's approach to design and how you've adopted design thinking. So if that's of interest, we'd love to potentially have you back. We would love to come back. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to come back. I'm super passionate about companies that are becoming more user-centered love to talk about that and how we can create more success for companies that are trying to do that. Awesome. Well, 
Thank you again. And we look forward to the next conversation. Thank you, guys. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forrester.com or message us on Twitter at cx underscore cast. As always, you can find us at www.thecxcast.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.